welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. That's how it works, people. That you are the glue that holds the J Train together. You are how it happens. I don't got a billboard. I don't got commercials. I don't got campaign ads. I got you out there in these streets, in these quarantined, socially distanced streets. So I need you to keep doing it. Keep telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. That's how you do it. And it's the time of year where it feels like everyone's happy. But I don't know, 2020, who's happy right now? But someone needs this podcast. And they'll, and I know what they'll say. Ah, I'm not a podcast person. Ah, the, the, you know, they yell at you like they're a ghost. Ooh, boo, boo. They try to scare you away. You don't have to be. Don't be scared. Just slip them some J train. And I'm on Spotify. I'm on all the different listening platforms. Apple, Spotify. Spotify is a good way to get someone in. Because if you know they're a spot, if you have a friend right now that's a Spotify person, because we know these people, you just saw their wrapped top 10, their, their, their very own homemade BuzzFeed list. You know who they are. Send them this, the Spotify link. Send it for JTrain. You can follow me on Spotify. I'm also on there for my comedy album, so you can follow that too. I don't like that it's separate. I wish it was one account, believe me. I'll, I'll call... Mrs. Spotify and see if they can make a fix for me. But listen, you um, you just go share it with a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. I'm also doing Patreon. Someone wrote to me with a fantastic uh, DM the other day. And they were they came to me hat in hand. And they came to me appropriately. They they put their hat in hand in their tattered wares, and they were like, J-Train, I have an idea if you don't mind. And I said, speak, woman. And she goes, she goes, I've been loving the Patreon. I've been loving every second of it. And I think it's a great idea. My boyfriend got it for me as a gift. This is a great gift for people that share your podcast as something they talk about maybe a good gift for them is to give your patreon subscription and i'm like wow wow young peasant of j train land she was like i don't want to interrupt the prince of promos but i have an idea and i think it's a great idea if you're out there and there's someone you enjoy this podcast with because it is a community we are a group we you know elect you know, four men and four women, and we, we elect, you know, uh, cabinet members and stuff. As, as a community, you listen with someone. So maybe you discuss this podcast. Give them the gift of J-Train. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I do three additional podcasts a week. They're different. They're fun. They're, they're adjacent to this. So Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Also, um, New Year's Eve in Indianapolis. That's still on. Uh, we're going to try and make it happen. New Year's Eve in Indianapolis. Live shows, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Very excited about today's guest. Fantastic comedian, so funny. Caitlin Palufo, thank you for coming on. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me, Jared. (laughs) 
It's a pleasure. So good to have you here. Your first time on the show. Very first exciting. Uh, you have your own podcast that I want everyone to get involved with because you're hilarious. It's called Good Time Gal. And I want you to explain to the listeners that podcast. It comes out every Wednesday. And I think I think it's going to speak to some people. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know about you, Jared, but I'm kind of a drunk mess. And oh, really? this quarantine <laughs> has really highlighted that for me. You know, it's really put the nail in the coffin like this is who I am. Yeah. So this is a podcast about drunk stories where I interview other comedians and we talk about all the times that they were a drunk idiot. Is there, is there ever a moment like so how many of the drunk stories are like and that was the last time I touched a drink? Like, are there <laughs> a lot of those? Because I, I could see that this. I, I love a drunk story, but then mm -hmm. there's there's two different endings. And like the first ending is, <laughs> oh, my God, that's hilarious. And then the other ending is like, hey, have you gotten help? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's a few where it's just like, oh, this is why. But usually the people who are now sober are like, I love this. Let me tell you all the stupid. Let me tell you why I don't drink. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And they're usually the ones that have the most fun with it because they're like, I stopped and this is why. And it's hilarious. Like, yeah. uh, I guess know you would be more proud of it now because you're like, I'm out of that world. It's, yes. It's, it's, it's another version of me that I don't mm -hmm. even, you know, deal with anymore. Yeah. Uh, Karen Feehan, who was hosting mm. last night, she was like, oh, I got a laundry list for you. And it was that one was the most fun just because she was like, and then I fucked this dude and then I did this and then I decided to make pie and then I should have gotten fired six times. And you're just like, wow, that's incredible. So are, you said I'm a drunk man. You don't strike me as a drunk mess, though. Like I, I, oh. I've seen you around comedy clubs. You're very funny. I think everyone here should go follow you. You're fantastic on stage at Caitlin Palufo. Go, go, go. It's all over my social media. What's like, I mean, because I get drunk and I get anxiety but then i'll like go to someone and, and i'll be like hey was i cool and they'll go you were drunk like like i'm one of those i have a good uh most of the time i have a good poker face uh every now and again again we all have our moments uh where mm -hmm. we go someone goes you were you know you don't want to be that person what's a what's an example of like your like what's your story i mean uh, what type of drunk are you i guess is my question I get really, really fun, and then uh, and then I black out, and no one will know. Like I got arrested in Tijuana, which is hard wow. to do. Thank you. Yes, I Look went down. At you. I know she's a star. Um, that's that's like eating the <laughs> extra large sub at the at the sub place. They put your picture on the wall. Like, like, oh yeah, like Tijuana, I had 50 the, wings, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened in Tijuana? What what got you down there? What was the story? Well, I was in college and I decided uh, I couldn't legally drink in the U.S. So they take this bus and they go from college to college in San Diego and they pick up kids and they just drop them off at the border. And then you cross the border, get hammered, and then you have to come back. Oh, and my God. There's I, a version of this in every college town. Uh -huh. And, you know, like <laughs> Tijuana. Where'd you go to school? I went to UC San Diego. So you went to UC San Diego, the... The banana slugs? <laughs> the Tritons. But you're so the Tritons. close. The Tritons. The so Tritons. Close. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> I love college mascots. Who are the banana slugs? That's UC. That's Santa Cruz. 
Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. I love that I have that kissed mascot. a banana slug. It, they're very slimy, but really, <laughs> yeah. If you're, I'm from Northern California, and so they make you kiss a banana slug just to like, if you want to leave. They're like, That's here it. you go. <laughs> you want to go to San Diego? <laughs> yeah. You better lick this slug before we let you out of the Napa region. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I turned people in Napa into you Hulk know, Hogan. Get, yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, so you go to you see Santa Barbara, San Diego, San Diego, <laughs> and where does that rank in the UC system? Because, like, as far as like, like, are, are, am I talking to a genius or am I talking? Is that a party school? What, who am I talking oh, to right now? It is. I think it's like the third ranked UC in California. Okay. Um, it's, it's the, the third ranked you see yeah, in San yeah, Diego yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the county of you know La Jolla yeah in terms of like public schools it's very good but I did not get in on my grades I got in because I played soccer so <laughs> interesting I sound a lot smarter than I am so that's ex- so you're, that's important you're playing to know. soccer and they come with the bus and they're like hey hey underages get in yeah we're gonna go to uh you know Carlos and Charlie's in Tijuana <laughs> Is that what yeah, they say? Like, pretty much. They're like, no, they don't take you to a club. They just literally drop you at the border. You have to walk across the border, which is a very heavily guarded gate. And okay. you just walk across. And when I went to college, you only needed your ID card to get back in. And uh, I went to club To the Safari. United States? To the United States, yes. Ten years ago, you just needed okay. your driver's license. <laughs> so there, there are some people that are out there. There's some old hick looking dude that's like, we got to protect these borders. And we're like, shut the fuck up, dude. And then you hear the story like this. You're like, maybe, you know, Cletus was right the whole time. You know, like. The- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like you have to get in line that you have to hand them your ID. Someone checks it. Then they say, what's your country of order? origin and i said you're supposed to say the united states of america and i yeah. said your mom <laughs> wow that'll get you nice and arrested you know what i mean so that so you're saying that to like a border agent from mexico <laughs> uh no border agent from the u.s who and, checks your id to let you go back into the u.s and when you say your mom you're <laughs> now turning to everyone trying to high five and they're <laughs> taking your wrist and putting it in cuffs <laughs> pretty much they were like okay that is so much entitlement you must be american and so i walk across and then immediately right there is like drunk in public and he arrested me and i had to go to the drunk oh, king so that's yes. their game that's that's the game of like okay we know this person's drunk come here come here little drunk kid <laughs> they put out like they put out like a piece of pizza on a string and then they like you know they like convince you into the united states and then they're like, gotcha. <laughs> and then they throw you in jail. Is that? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And I didn't know my social security number. And so they couldn't properly book me. So they had to drive me to downtown San Diego. And I had to spend the drunk uh, night there drunk. And then I was wearing, you know, I was trying to get some. Okay. We'll say that. I was dressed a little provocatively. Which All is right. great. Good for you. And, and But I, my question <laughs> to go back a step. <laughs> because we skipped a big part you don't just walk into tijuana and then there's just like what like it looks like the vegas strip they're just handing out margaritas like 
You skip the whole part of the story where you get drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get across the border and they have guys there who are like club safari, club this, club this. And then ah. they're just like herding college kids to their club. And we ended up going to club safari. Do you go to another was, bus or is it walking distance? It's walking distance. They're legit right Mine. there. Okay. It so is, they are, it, it is like the vein, like you do walk in and they hand you a margarita. Yeah, a pretty much. They put beads <laughs> around your neck. They're like, you're coming over here. And so the club I went to, there was a, a sand volleyball court in the back. There were two tiki Great. lounges. There was Love two uh, tiers where the women could go up and dance. And uh, we're it. all wearing skirts. So what of you? And yeah. it was, I, my, my top accidentally fell down a few times. So I got more beads. It was great. And, and you're there like, I got to, we're, you're there with friends. I'm assuming I would hope. I, yes. Like this, yeah, this I'm by myself. Many <laughs> of a real problem, Jared. <laughs> you were by yourself the whole time. Who are you with? I'm with me. Your mom, you know, like. I'm enough. Okay. <laughs> So, so now you're with friends, like everyone's like, let's go find dudes in Tijuana. Is that how it goes when you're in college down there? Yeah, I think I made out with like two different guys. You just make out while you're dancing. You're drinking drinks that are way too blue from mm. test tubes. It's very fun. Love it's it. very 19-year-old I'm drinking situation. I love every second of it. I, I, to uh, go back, I would, I would, I would kill uh, you know, anyone to go back to this, to oh, this yeah. reality. It was it – was, now that I think about it, it was very fun, extremely dangerous, but very, very fun. <laughs> and uh, I just, I love to dance. I like to shake a leg. All right. And, uh, and then you just have to walk back to the border. No one shows you how to get back. Uh, you just have to kind of hope that someone yeah. in your group remembers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just look like you're going through a maze with a blindfold, just feeling the walls. <laughs> this feels like America. This <laughs> No. I smell apple pie. We must be getting closer. <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, you're, you're you're like uh, with picnic baskets. You're like what's uh, uh, what it, when in the in the Hanna Barbana Bar Bar Hanna Barbera cartoons <laughs> when they smell the thing and they float towards the window where the pies in the window and the windows of the United States. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. you get back, you get thrown in the drunk tank, and you're there for mm -hmm. what a night or something. Uh, yeah, a full night. There was only three other women it was and we were all shoved in a corner with uh two heavily <laughs> two big ass guards just protecting us because there was about 30 other men just also drunk just oh, staring God. at us yeah, yeah yeah and of course we're 19 and hammered and i was like show me your tattoos and she's like this is one <laughs> and she's just lifting up her shirt and we're like oh <laughs> that's like taking out a steak in front of the lions at the zoo <laughs> they're like you're gonna have to go in the lion cage i brought my steaks <laughs> Yeah. Cooked them. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all underage college kids, just like, oh my God. No, I love your tits. And it's very supportive and fun. Are you um, still a drinker? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, do you, have, I mean, do you, there, do you have moments? Are you, see, this all sounds like it falls into the category of me because I'm, I'm in a similar boat. We're like, love drinking, love having a good mm -hmm. time. I've never had that moment where I'm like, maybe this is it for me. Like it's more for me with drinking. It's always been about like, I eat when I'm drunk. So I'm like, mm. I'm like, how do I stop the eating? I guess I'll stop the drinking. So those yeah. kind of go hand in hand. So I've never really had that where I'm like, it's, we gotta make some changes, but maybe <laughs> you never know. I guess you never know. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I, uh, I love drinking. I worked in restaurants and so that's just, they give you the drinks for free. And so you There's really a develop a habit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, that happens at comedy clubs too, because then mm -hmm. you get to know the wait staff and they become friends of yours. And then like, I'm a guy like my, my go-to drink order is a vodka soda, but in a pint glass with a lot of limes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, that yeah. That's a party drink. <laughs> that's and, a party drink. Right. So I but the problem is some people take the uh, like if you become friendly with some people in the restaurant industry, they take, oh, I like it in a pint glass as, oh, they like a lot of alcohol. And it's like, <laughs> no, I like the feeling of cold. I like when there's a lot of ice. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I don't really I guess I don't need there to be a lot of alcohol for the pint glass experience to be fully realized. So. <laughs> And then so but then I started getting these drinks that like I would get like especially at the comedy cellar I would get like halfway through it and I'd be like wow I'm fucked up and then I would like look at my friend who was like you know who got me the drink and they'd be like ah, I got you and I'm like you've ruined my night like I no, I'm, I'm in this now Yeah this is what we're doing now I have to yeah. be this person yeah Oh yeah I mean I I love drinking. I can't drink before a comedy show, which is probably why you've never seen me drunk. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not a drinker before yeah. a show. Someone gave me great advice back way back when, when I first started. They were like, take a few years before you do comedy. Like, or uh, the first few years doing comedy, don't drink before any show. Mm -hmm. I was like, and, and I was like, they were like, you're just going to become attached to it. You're never going to like, um, you know, after a few years, you can go on stage without the drink. So then maybe you understand, you know, what a drink feels like on stage. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. some people, if they're like, I got to have a drink before every show, and then it's one drink, then it's two drinks, then it's three drinks. Now you're medicating. Uh, yeah. So I had a few years in the beginning where I didn't have any drinks and then like I was fine with it. And then there was one time I got drunk before going on stage and my, you, I just, my tongue was just too big for my mouth and I couldn't <laughs> say the words appropriately. Yes. <laughs> and I remember I got off stage and the guy who was uh, who's running the club, a friend of mine, too. He just goes, uh, dude, just going to warn you. Like it was like a <laughs> nice, stern, strict mm -hmm. but fair warning. Yeah. So I so after shows, you go out and you're just like, um, it's oh, yeah. Time to tune up. <laughs> time to tune up. Yeah. Before during comedy, we're like the same. I can't talk. Like I get up on stage, even if I have like a sip of alcohol and then I like I go <laughs> and I'm like, that's because of the alcohol. You're a piece of shit. You should yeah. never do comedy again. And so I give myself the stern warning, <laughs> but it's very self-deprecating. But afterwards, I'm like, give me a glass of wine. Let's get loose. Sure. And then, the and night's then a, over. Let's hang. Let's have a good time. And then a yeah. bottle of wine later, I'm like, I'm just going to call a cab. You know what I mean? Or who, <laughs> who wants to go to Webster Hall and dance? Like, I just really go for it. Or I go into dive bars and I start making friends with the people who sit alone at the bar, which is always never fun. Good. Yeah, yes. that's that's the Cletus that warns you about the immigration policies in these <laughs> yes. countries. That's Listen, how you I learn. <laughs> I want everyone to go follow Caitlin. She's super funny. The, the podcast is called Good Time Gal. I'm going to be a guest on it next week. So um, mm -hmm. you guys can find my episode probably within a reasonable amount of time. So it's called Good Time Gal. It's drunk stories every Wednesday. Go get subscribed. Add it to your podcast per portfolio. And then Caitlin is so funny at Caitlin Palufo. Go follow Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. It's all over my social media. You ready to do some emails? 
Hell yeah. Let's do this. Let's do it. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Help. Friend in toxic relationship. How can I help, if any? Jtrain, love the podcast. All the advice, entertainment, and thoughtful conversation you two provide me with on a weekly basis. Not my problem. My friend has been dating the same girl for years now. Long story short, the relationship has turned more toxic than anything, and it seems to be causing a lot of misery for my friend. After multiple attempts of trying to make it clear he is miserable in the relationship, she will not let go. He's grown up a lot and is such a good guy, and this girl is just bringing him down on a daily basis. Some backstory. My friend did do a few things to cause her not to trust him, but she made the decision to, quote-unquote, forgive him and continue dating. She has maybe one or two friends. Her life revolves around him. She is extremely overprotective and manipulative, and I don't know how to help him. He clearly still likes this girl somewhat. She put in parentheses if he's still (laughs) dealing with it, but I can't help but know he can do better. Of course, I know since he is my friend, I can be biased, but I really need some advice here. Help my friend out. Thanks. So what do we think? Uh, That's a tough one because you run the risk of like, you know, uh, hurting your friend even more by pressuring him to leave if he's not ready to leave and then he hates you. It's very tricky. You're in a you're in a tricky spot. I remember growing up, my dad's like biggest advice is like, don't reveal how you feel about anyone's significant other until they Mm -hmm. are gone twice. So (laughs) (laughs) not the first breakup. It's the second breakup. Because they're because here's what happens: all your friends they get with someone and then they get rid of them and they you go oh thank goodness and then a week later they're like hey look who's back and you're like I meant thank goodness you're together you know like it's <laughs> it's really so I it, I I'm with you because and also mm-hmm. just if you go to your friend and be like hey this person isn't right for you. It's you're saying that they're bad at making choices, like just generally. Mm -hmm. Have you had a friend in this situation, in a situation that's similar where you knew they weren't with the right person? Yes, I have had a friend that was like that. And then I've also been that friend. Uh, And it's tough to get out. I had uh, it was like when I was in it, um, you know, it's rose colored glasses. But then there's deep down, there's part of you that knows that it's not going to work, but you just ignore it. You push it aside. And then my friend's. Uh, she asked me, she was like, are you happy? That's the biggest one. Are you happy? And then you just, ah, la, la. and then that just sparks the little downward spiral of, am I happy? And then well, it just, you have to that, answer that question for yourself. That's a good piece of advice. I think that's mm-hmm. a good way to go and talk to people because it's not, hey, I'm telling you what's what. That's the worst way to go into it. Mm-hmm. You can't force someone to eat. So yeah. you can't you they got to do it on their own. You got to put out the food and then they mm-hmm. can go over to the, you know, the buffet and, you know, pick around. But if you tell them, hey, you better fucking eat, they go, well, fuck you. I'm going to say her. So there's something to be said for that here, especially. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is she's it's a guy. So yeah. I, I think when she writes in about her guy friend who's dealing with a woman who has not a lot of friends and is making him the center of their world. I think from a guy's perspective, there feels to be, there's a lot of pressure that like, and mm-hmm. again, this has to do with ego where yeah. it's like, Oh, what's she going to do without me? She's built, she's building towards a life together. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. just, 
here along for the ride and I keep yesing her along the way and I know I'm complicit mm-hmm. in the world that she's creating and I haven't said no to it, but I'm not really excited about it. So I feel that I've somewhat tricked this person into getting as far along as they've gotten. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've been in that situation many times where you're like, yeah, we're far along and I'm not, and it's not like they forced me to do all of these things to be this mm-hmm. far along. And then there's also that he's probably feeling guilty because he did a few things early on that makes her not trust him. So he probably feels guilt for that. And then she's probably layering on the guilt from what he did. And so it's like, it's probably just this like self-feeding cycle that is very and unhealthy. The guilt thing too, when she says that they've had problems in the past and, mm-hmm. uh, my my friend did things to cause her not to trust him. Now it's like, no, I, it almost becomes a game of like, no, I have to show this person I'm not a bad person. I have mm-hmm. to, this is the only way to prove I'm not a bad person to her and to mm-hmm. everyone else in the world. Everyone else is going to go, I told you you guys weren't going to make it. And mm-hmm. everyone's going to be right that I was this bad guy who cheated, which just sounds like a cheating type of thing or yeah. a phone thing. And it's like... <laughs> Again, th- well, whatever it is, it's like this sounds like it's <laughs> in the it. land of of uh, inappropriate DMs of some yeah. sort. Pictures but, were taken. <laughs> yeah, we like we can go as far to say he slept around, or it can be as small as she's seen things in the phone where he wasn't exactly being a boyfriend mm-hmm. to her. Which that's the equivalent of like staying at the table while you're losing at the casino, and it's like. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. I just got to get back. And like, there could be this thing where he's like, he could be trying to get back to even. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're trying to get back to even with someone that you don't even want to be even with, you're never going to get there. Like, it's just not going to work. You're trying to force puzzle pieces together mm-hmm. by smashing them together. So I love your your advice that you were getting to as far as. Yeah, what you said with your story. Are you happy? That, Are you that happy for you? It worked for me. It took a while, but I eventually asked my que- myself that a lot. Are you happy? Am I happy? Does this person make me happy? And then when we broke up for like the fifth time, my friends were like, no, no, no. This is why he's a piece of shit. And then mm. we've been broken up ever since. So that was very helpful. But the are you happy really planted the seed of does this make me happy do I deserve to be happy? And that's where the friend comes in. You got to tell your friend, you deserve to be happy. You're a great person. You have to build them up. You can't. Well, that's that's part of the, the mm-hmm. you deserve to be happy thing is part of the, you know, not trustworthy in the past thing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think if this person pulls their friend aside, they have a, have a drink and she says, hey, are you happy? Are you mm-hmm. genuinely happy? Do you see this relationship being a happy one five years 10 years from now Mm -hmm. and then letting them know like, Hey, you made a mistake with this person, but a lot of that has to do with this not being the right match. And Mm -hmm. I think this is where that, like, I really don't like the saying once a cheater, always a cheater Mm -hmm. because that just makes someone this cursed individual that will never be good to someone else. I do believe That nine out of 10 people you date isn't the one. Like there's all these, anyone I've dated, I'm a dickhead to. And then the person (laughs) I'm with now, I'm this angel. Mm -hmm. So it's like everyone that are not, she just said, not really. Well, I, I, (laughs) my point, be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. Flawed angel. (laughs) Flawed. With a broken wing, she said. So (laughs) I, 
<laughs> no, but I, I do believe that like everyone dating someone that they're happy with is hated by someone else. Mm-hmm. So I think she like, listen, guy, you know, like she has to say to her friend, like, yeah, she's going to fucking hate you. But, you know, someone else will love you and you're going to love them. And, and uh, what when you get to that point. But I think you're right. It starts at are you happy? Are you happy? It's and it really ooh, introspective. It's a very easy question to then just be like, your happiness is the most important to me. That's yeah. all I, I want. Um, and uh, if if it's her. Great. Then we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. But just are you happy? And then who they'll think about it. And mm. that'll that that's like a tattoo on your brain. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we are sponsor people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Solo Stove. I gotta say, this is such a fantastic product for right now. A great idea, a great thing that we could all use. It to open up your own space. I, I mean, just being by the fire in general is an experience, but what it does and getting a solo stove is it makes your space bigger. And I'm not saying it makes your home bigger, but it makes you use maybe a portion of your yard you wouldn't have used or your porch or your deck or your outside area in the wintertime. And a lot of us are going to be tethered to our Homes a little bit more than we'd like this year, and let's turn our own home into an adventure because the solo stove creates story-worthy moments, fireside fumes not included. The stainless steel construction is designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently, so little smoke you'll wonder how there's so much fire. No campfire smell on your clothes and hair and nothing left but ultra-fine ash for easy cleanup. The camp, from camp stoves to backyard bonfires, solo stove products are portable and built to last. That's a big deal. So right now, even if you're in a place where you can't have a solo stove, you don't have an outdoor space, you bring it with you somewhere on the road. And now again, you've opened up your options. That's what Solo Stove is going to do for you. Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire's blazing in minutes. Take your Solo Stove with you on the road, just like I just said, or set it up on your rooftop or backyard, and Solo Stove is so confident in their products, they give you a lifetime warranty for every purchase. I got to say, I have one. I love it. I, 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 it, it is... It, you know, Jess and I have taken it, you know, to, you know, out and about. It, it's a it's a fun event and it's something you never would have done otherwise. So no one needs a reason to gather around the fire. Solo Stove just took away any reason not to. And now you can get $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN at checkout. Just go to solostove.com. And remember, you get $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? Have we seen the worst? But if you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending program that knows you're more than just a credit score. You know, I love Upstart because it is the equivalent of finding that $20 inside your pocket. If you're paying a rate on your debt right now and you uh, want to see, and Upstart gives you the opportunity to see if you can pay a lower rate and you just change who you're paying. So you pay off one debt and you, now you get a different one at a better rate. And now you're saving money. That It's just 
a simple calculation that Upstart can help you do, and they either help you or they don't. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull comes if you accept your rate and proceed with the application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash JTrain to find out how low your Upstart rate can be checking your rate only takes a few minutes that's upstart.com slash jtrain your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application not all applicants will qualify for the full amount jtrain podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com here with caitlin palufo at caitlin palufo good time gal that's the podcast go 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 every wednesday Get involved with Caitlin Palufo. So funny. COVID's changed me. So let's try again. J-Train, your podcasts have gotten me through some painful dating situations. So thank you. Already doing uh, uh, for already. Thank you already for what you do. However, there's one situation that I just can't shake. So I was hoping to get your thoughts on the below. The situation. I was on and off with someone for one and a half years. It was a constant roller coaster since the moment we matched on Hinge. I can't even call what we did a relationship. Better description would be a situationship. This is also from oh. a dude. We get a lot of female emails now. This is from a dude. Okay. From date one, there were many, so many red flags like, okay, like him having uh, commitment issues. Uh, having to be the, uh, in the scene, et cetera. So I initially wrote him off. Uh, he continued to pursue me for two months, so I finally gave him a real chance. He was all about us trying to do a relationship for a while, but when push came to shove, his actions never met, matched his words. So this is a guy seeing a guy. We don't get a lot of these. I, I'm going to be up front. We don't get a lot of, like, uh, you know, you know, gay, lesbian relations, but I'm happy this is, I'm enjoying that this is being written in because my assumption at first when I saw the name, I was like, here we go, bro. And it's like, <laughs> okay, here we go, bro. You know? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, look, this is great. Okay. <laughs> so after doing everything from casually dating, attempting, what's that? You're so awkward. She, my, Jess just said, I'm so awkward. <laughs> She said that I just responded to this like, like uh, I this is my gay son coming out to me. Yeah, yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great. I love the gays. Listen, please don't cancel my podcast. I swear to God, we're good people. I didn't know. You can date whoever you want. Uh, okay, so after doing the, everything from cat, so it was one and a half years met on Hinge. 
but I, the way he's writing it, though, I understand what he's saying. He was all about us trying to do a relationship for a while, but when push came to shove, his actions never met up with his words. Uh, after doing everything from casually dating, attempting friends with benefits, failing miserable because I had all the feels, hooking up randomly every few months, blowing up at each other on and off due to inconsistent behaviors, we finally decided to, we finally ended things right before COVID hit. In April, for the umpteenth time, because once again, I was ready for more and he wasn't. However, before we ended, he had made some progress with us moving forward, getting more consistent about us spending time together, inviting me to meet his friends on his birthday, etc. Fast forward seven months and he likes me on a dating app and asks if I blocked him in his comment uh, since I had unfollowed him on social media, removed him from following me, etc. After weeks of deciding whether or not to be to open the door again, I accepted the request because I wanted him to know there were no hard feelings and I wished him well. See, that always to me is a little bit of a mistake. Yeah. You can wish someone well and not have hard feelings while also mm -hmm. knowing that it is personally hurtful to you to let them back into your life. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is, I think he only wished him well because it's COVID and he hasn't had a full opportunity to move on because COVID's happened. You can't date. You can't get distracted by someone else. So you're still, that's still in the back of your brain. Well, you're this right. He, he writes, he then tells me he's thought about me a lot this year, mm -hmm. uh, knows he had commitment issues before, wanted us to go on another date as uh, he's much more open to the idea of being it being more. I know all his best friends that used to live uh, the bachelor life with him found serious girlfriends during quarantine and asked if that had anything to do with his sudden change of change or maybe he was just feeling lonely. His response He's been living his best life during COVID, traveling, living with a bunch of friends in the Hamptons, etc. But he thinks he's ready for something more now. I know he probably uh, he was probably potentially dating someone this past summer, so I thought maybe he has changed. Well, either that or he didn't want to continue seeing a girl that didn't live in the same state. Oh, so maybe it's not a gay person. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jess. <laughs> well, do we know the name? Now it says, okay, at the end, it has a, a female name. In the beginning, it's from a, a male email address and from a female name. Okay, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I, <laughs> I assume she's hacked into his email. Yeah, she hacked into his email. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I know, attached. <laughs> <laughs> I know he was potentially dating someone this past summer, so I thought maybe he's changed. Well, either that or he didn't want to continue seeing a girl that didn't live in the same state. However, when I finally told him that the only way I would go on another date with him is if he knew... Uh, without a doubt, he could commit to someone. He got really defensive, saying I was being unreasonable. Oh. That was a lot of pressure, and that he was uh, that he knew he wanted to give us another chance, and, and he was much more open to it potentially being more. But that was that. There's so much more to, to the all the ups and downs we had. But is it possible that I pushed too hard? Do you actually think he's changed, or he's just looking for someone that he had fun with to pass time until the world normalizes? I was ne I'll never ask him. Uh, I was never asking him to commit to me right off the bat. Just that I needed someone that is in that mindset versus mm -hmm. potentially ready. Thanks again for taking the time to read through these and give a girl some real talk when it comes to dating in NYC. Best. So it is from a woman. Writing yeah. in about a guy, mm -hmm. but we still love gay people. Always love um, the gays. We um, always love the gays. If you're gay, I, please write in. Um, <laughs> please, I would love to unpack that. But to me, gay or straight or whatever, it you're, it doesn't it matter. I, I mm -hmm. the same answer would apply 
Yeah. To everyone, because, uh, Caitlin, what do you think of this situation? I think she's got to move on. I don't think she pushed too hard. I think she's a woman who knows what she wants, and there's nothing wrong with that. And she was up front with it, and he was scared by it, and that's that's it. Okay? He's... Yeah. No. I, I don't think she did anything wrong, and uh, I think it's time to cut this one loose. I am with you, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's got to go back to blocking him and unfollowing mm -hmm. him and all the things she was doing to preserve her mental health mm -hmm. uh, because those were self-serving moves to preserve your own sanity, which I think are correct. I'm not yes. self-serving. That phrase gets a lot of negative feedback because it's said in negative ways. To me, this is a positive way to self-serve. Mm -hmm. You have served your own mental health. I will mm -hmm. say the answers are sometimes in the email i can't speak to him we can only speak to her who is the email mm -hmm. i when i finally told him that the only way i would go on another day with him is if he knew without a doubt he could commit to someone mm -hmm. he got really defensive yeah i think mm. that question that she's asking she's asking him to be a different person than he is Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is you can't, if you don't trust that someone could ever be committed to you on the first date, then the first date doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So like there is a performative nature to all dating. You go on the first date, there's hope. We have drinks together. Maybe this is the person. Then you go on a second date. Maybe they're the person again. Ah, oh, we slept together. But I don't know if that matters because maybe we'll be together in the end. And then at some point, someone might reveal themselves as, I'm just here to sleep with you. Mm -hmm. And at that point, for a lot of relationships, things change. Things go from this hopeful romantic fun thing that is maybe leading somewhere to something that's just going in circles mm -hmm. and for some people going in circles is all they want that's how you know that's why casual exists maybe some people are on the same page but this is not you are past that with this person you have yeah. seen the reality and how they act and who they are there's no way of going back she's looking for like she, in her perfect world, he would have came back and gone, you're the only one I want to be with. I've been thinking a lot about this. I uh, Come out with me, please. And he wouldn't have to make promises. Mm -hmm. She's asking for promise because she wishes that his actions would have conveyed promises. Yeah. But they didn't. What he did was he came back and he goes, hey, I'm done with the summer, my summer COVID, uh, you know, Montauk fuck sesh. And... <laughs> Now we're heading into a, maybe another quarantine and starting to get cold and it's getting darker earlier. And what's up, dude? Like, mm -hmm. maybe we should give it another shot. And it's like, I, like it, it's twofold. Like, I, I, I don't like just like it's easy to look at this guy and go, what a fucking dickhead. Yeah, he's been a dickhead to you. He's gone back and forth and back and forth. And he says he could commit more Then he realizes what commitment is. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. At some point, she has to start realizing that she is trying to make him into something that he'll never be. She sees potential in him and she's assuming the potential could be the reality, which it will not. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. He's just not, he's not worth that fight. 
You know no. what I mean? It's not worth that struggle. And it's not because he's not a fun guy or a nice guy or he's a bad person. That's not it. It's just he's a, he, you guys are on different pages. Yeah. And she says, do you think he's changed? I, I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's changed, but I, I don't mm. think I don't think the nature of this relationship has changed. I think you don't trust each other. I don't think he trusts you to not get too far ahead. And you don't trust him to come with you where you're going. And those are just two people on two different pages, as you said. And I would also say, she says, did I push too hard? No, you asked for a ridiculous promise that he can't fulfill. (laughs) See, I took it as she was just saying, I want a relationship at the end of this, if this goes well, are you ready for a relationship with someone? Which I think is just being clear. Like, well, I, at this point, but that's she's made that clear. That's what she's looking for. Mm, okay. You know, like for her to have to reiterate that, like it doesn't make sense. Like I don't know how he answers that question without being a total piece of shit again. <laughs> like, like. Like, so I'm committing to the idea of commitment? And it's like, no, that's a lie. What she's asking, will you, if I, if I go on dates with you, will that mean that you're going to commit to me? I think, I think she's saying like, are you ready for a relationship? If this goes well, would you be in a relationship but with me? I, and if it doesn't go well, then that's fine. But I just want to know that you're ready for a real, I can see I've now been that I this say guy. it out loud. <laughs> Right. Like I see it. She's like, if I, uh, okay. Yeah, no, because I see he, Here's the thing. Most people think they're good people. Mm-hmm. And so I've been this guy where I'm like, of course I'm ready for a relationship with the right person. So it's like <laughs> that. And it's like, what an ellipses. Well, <laughs> right. Is it you? <laughs> yeah. But, but that's the whole, that is what all dating is. Mm-hmm. And when you start asking for promises outside the gate, you're basically asking for and, – and, and I get it because she's had so many instances of off and on with this guy. Mm-hmm. She's asking for him to protect her feelings for her. Yeah. To me, she – and I don't mean to be hard on her, but she's the one writing in. To me, when you say to someone, are you ready for a relationship, that is you saying, um, I don't trust my own instincts enough to walk away from you. So tell me every, so uh, sign me this reason. contract yeah. that, mm-hmm. that makes it so if it does end, it's your fault and not my fault on decision-making. And right now it's a combination of the two. It's him being, you know, evasive of mm-hmm. wanting, you know, wanting more and her not, tr- not, not owning the fact that like, no, he's not adding up to your standard every mm-hmm. single time. And you stick in it a week too long. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. See, I'm like, this is why we, this is why we talk them out. I'm with you. I think it's good to hear both sides of this issue. And I listen, uh, (laughs) it's very difficult because right now she is stuck on the drug of what, of him. And Mm -hmm. and like, I'm sure he's good on a date. I'm sure he's bad at texting you after the date. Yeah. And it's like, anyone can be a good first date. You know, but will mm-hmm. they be there for you on the second date? Will they be there for you on the third? Will they want to do a day hang? It doesn't sound like that's him. 
The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Nutrafol. Ladies, I know you don't think it will happen to you, but some of you are losing your hair and you don't even know it. 30 million women experience weakened or thinning hair, but thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. I got to say, um, it, it, this is something that... If you know, if you're in the market for this, if you're looking at something that you're like, oh, maybe I am a thing a little. Let's look in a neutrophil. Let's look at what they can do for us. Um, I, I know that it's Nutrafol is physician formulated to be 100% drug free. They use natural, clinically effective botanicals. It works by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. It's easy to get help. Visit Nutrafol.com. Take their hair wellness quiz for customized product recommendations. That's great. So now you can go check out the website, take the quiz, see what's right for you. When you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose. Does it work? Work? Yes. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend it. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code JTRAIN. And new customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Plus free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code JTRAIN. Stand up for your strands and get neutral. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Roman. A healthy life includes a healthy sex life, but if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel your best self. If you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real, licensed U.S. healthcare professional who can prescribe the medicine you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will will We'll ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getrobin.com slash JTrain and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash JTrain to get $15 off your first order of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash JTrain for $15 off off your first order of ed treatment get roman.com slash j train j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with caitlin palufo at caitlin palufo let's do let's do this one it's a little long okay we're gonna go to this one okay this is another um, guy on guy. Here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my gay section so we can make up for <laughs> what just happened? Uh, <laughs> We're part of the solution, people. <laughs> <laughs> Reevaluating if I'm a fuckboy. Oh, Jared. I cannot wait. Get to reading, Jared. <laughs> a, a dude email. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've seen a couple of your shows in Boston in the past. I'm a, I'm a late 20s male, and I've often done the pattern that you reference of collecting partners options, even when I know that I don't see any potential for more than an occasional hookup. That, that way of doing things worked fine in my early post-college days, but I'm getting older and starting to reflect more on the time and money that I put into maintaining these situationships. These also now uh, these are also now the health component of COVID 
and always the STI, accidental pregnancy worry, I guess, but I'm good about condom use. I also see the situations as usually detrimental to my partners, even when they say they're okay with purely casual. I've gotten better at not starting or continuing this pattern. Situationships now happen less often and usually only last a few months rather than a year or more than they used they used to. Um, I do find myself falling back into old habits on occasion, though, especially when I'm feeling isolated or down on myself. I know that it's just a matter of doing the work, but I'm hoping you can also motivate me, slap some sense into me verbally. All the best. So I guess the question is, how do you make sure you don't like are you dating someone now, Caitlin? I am. I have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Were when you were casual as a woman out there in these in these dating cat was there a point in your life where you wanted to be casual with people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember after that uh on again off again, I went through like I'm going to only date myself and eat, mm-hmm. pray, love situation sure. for like six to eight weeks. And then it was like, I'm going to fuck everything that moves. And that's what I did. And it was very fun, very healing. Okay. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I be, I wanted, well, I did not want a relationship at all when I was fucking everything that moved. I, I well, I'm going to question you as the, you know, the, the, I'll make you the the voice of all straight women everywhere for the Perfect. purpose of this email. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> it feels to me that a lot, the, the kind of separation of women and men with casual is like, mm-hmm. women will be like, I am being casual. These six months, I'm going to be out there. And they have like a beginning and an end to that lifestyle. And to me, a lot of the guys and a lot of guys that are out there that write into this show, the, you know, the guys that I know, it's like this, this 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 version of like until I'm in something, I always live in the land of yeah I'd fuck, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and and that's a really gross way to put it, but I think a lot of guys are out there like the the idea that like guys are out there dating and part of their dating is well yeah I'd go on the date if we're just gonna like fuck and that will be it mm-hmm. you know like I don't know if that exists on the other side. Yeah, I I think it existed for me for like for like two weeks, and then I fucked someone that I was like, he's also funny. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of turned into uh, I, and then I got attached, and then mm-hmm. he also got attached, and then we were dating for. I was like, so I'm right back where I started. Um, yeah, I don't know if that exists as much with ladies. Um, if, but, if I was to ask a question for this guy, I guess the question to me is like he wants to be able to like go out with people and be casual and also not be a dickhead. What you know, what has there been a guy in your life that you're like, that guy nailed it? Or is it a mix of the people? Like, I think that's sometimes a mix, like where it's like it, it, it's kind of like the same. Like, why do people ca- why do guys cat call? It's like, well, it, it worked once. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep catcalling until it happens i don't i'm not for catcalling i'm just saying that as an example like i i think for this guy you have to like be he has to be honest with his actions and his words and Mm -hmm. as long as you're honest with your actions and your words that is really all you can do and then the minute someone lets you know like hey you're funny and i have feelings for you and you don't feel the same way you have to back off and be Mm -hmm. able to be respectful and say i'm not where you are and maybe that means this should end Mm-hmm. And I think that's all people want is like and and like what I mean by honest with actions, 
I think dating apps are the problem a lot of times because you're on a thing called a dating app. And I think if you're a guy who's like looking to like have options of women, mm-hmm. um, you're using the dating app to become more able than you actually are. So what I mean by that, I think a lot of the times the dating app is almost like this super serum. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, because if there was no dating app and you wanted to fuck around, you'd have to go to a bar Monday through Saturday, Monday yeah. through Sunday. And that's tiring. That's exhausting. You'd have to talk to people that might look at you and go, get the fuck away from me. You'd have yeah. to waste a lot of time talking to people that might have boyfriends or have someone that they're hooking up with or aren't attracted to you. Mm-hmm. What the dating app does is it cuts out all that shit. It's you're talking to someone who now, you know, is attracted to you enough to swipe right Mm -hmm. that wants to talk to you because they're interacting with you on this app and you didn't have to see their facial expressions to see how grossed out they are by you. (laughs) Yeah, it it makes your pool much smaller and it fills it full of fish. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. And, And it's like and so a lot of guys who don't have the ability to go to a bar, talk to a woman that they're attracted to have the, you know, give a number. All of those involve in, incredible amounts of risk. You are in a risk of, uh, a riskless world on a dating mm-hmm. app. So I think a lot, this guy would have more luck not feeling like a fuck boy mm-hmm. if he took away the thing that turns, that may, gives him the superpower of fuck boyness. Yeah. Does he say he wants to, like, uh, I, does he is trying not to be a fuck boy anymore? Does but does he want a relation? Does he want to find a lady or does he? To me, to- I mean, I've been in this boat. I think towards the before you know, I got you know serious with Jess. I think a lot of like I I had this kind of moment where I was like, it's stupid of me to be on dating apps. Like mm-hmm. I I really did feel that way, and I was on them for a long time. But I was like, I'm out at clubs at comedy shows every night. I'm having mm-hmm. my pint glass size of vodka soda (laughs) good for you Um, like but like the idea these apps weren't made for me it's like it's like if you found out that like coffee was made as a drug for people who couldn't wake up and then you're it's like taking Adderall Mm -hmm. I would compare it to Adderall like if you don't need Adderall and you take it all of a sudden you can study for every test in the world and you never get distracted. You know, like all of a sudden you're great at take uh, t- test taking. Like, I think that's a, I think dating apps are kind of the Adderall for becoming a fuck boy. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. It's just uh, like you, you have that uh, <laughs> pool full of fish and then you just throw a shark in there and the shark is like, ah, <laughs> this right? is delicious. What a yeah. buffet. <laughs> And I can just keep going on first dates all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And I can act like I'm there to be in a relationship, but I'm really just like, oh, I, you know, it wasn't the right one for me. Like, look at that last situation with the girl on Hinge. Like, yeah, she's chasing after what he signed up, what she feels he signed up for the app for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you met him in a bar and he was like, no, I'm looking to be casual. You couldn't really disagree with that because you're like, yeah, we met casual in a casual circumstance. Yeah. There was nothing more casual than happening upon someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, this isn't me saying you can't find the one on a dating app or you can't find the one in a bar. I'm just saying this guy's actions, if you're collecting options via dating apps, 
I would assume a little of that is a lie of your your actions are a little bit of a lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this guy's got to got to get off the apps. You know, I think he needs an eat, pray, love situation. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think he's got to take that six to eight week period and get just off. see what he we'll see what kind of fish he wants. All right. That's what he's got to decide. Cause right now he's getting all the fish. I'm really beating this analogy to its death, but we're gonna give him a fishing pole. We're yes. Gonna, we're going to, we're going to make it. So on the Instagram, when we post it, it'll be you in a fishing hat with a, <laughs> here you go. A Click. Oh. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Caitlin Palufo at, Caitlin Palufo on Instagram. Good time, gal. That's the podcast. Go, 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 go. Listen to the podcast. I'm going to be on it. I can't wait. Now, Caitlin, we'll do one more email. Is that okay? Sounds great. This is I fun. This is I'm very happy exciting. Enjoying. Listen, people's <laughs> problems that aren't your own. What's more fun than that? Oh, uh, beautiful. <laughs> I, I forwarded you an email. Okay. Okay. So I want All you right. to, uh, there's a, there's an attachment that we're going to read. Okay, Great. you ready? But I'll read the email first, and then we'll read the attachment together. Okay, I found it. Oh, wow. Tin okay. Tinder date from three years ago resurrects with a bang. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jared, three years ago, I matched with a guy on Tinder, and we went on a couple of dates. He's foreign. Not sure if that matters or, the pro or if the protocol differs from American guys, but you tell me. I don't know. Well, I mean... We'll, we'll see. I, I, I mean, yeah. after our second date, we both ghosted each other for whatever reason. We had a great time, but it, it was summer, etc. Man, that hiccup <laughs> came out of nowhere. Uh, Very we cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we weren't added on IG, and it just fell off. I eventually got into a two-year relationship, which ended this past summer like clockwork. I got a text from this guy a week after deleting pictures of my ex saying he had moved back to Europe, then to L.A. and was finally back in NYC and wanted to have dinner. I was a little PO'd, pissed off by his disappearance, so I played hard to get for a few months. He found me on IG and would send me DMs and texts periodically. I also noticed he was very quick to view my stories. In October, I went out for dinner with my dad at a restaurant in Soho, tagging him and the restaurant on my story. 30 minutes later, the guy showed up with two friends and immediately made eye contact with me saying, wow, what a coincidence. Oh, hey, boy. Don't like <laughs> hate that. that. Very uncomfortable. I can't help but think he was there on purpose. He's a very go-getter type. Anyway, after dinner, I knew I should stop and say hi. So I, he met my dad and they talked soccer for a few. Then we left. Of course, the Europeans got to talk football. <laughs> the, next, <laughs> the next morning, he texted me saying it was great to see me and my get to meet my dad. My dad liked him, which is rare. Hey, plus the idea. This is turning into like, what's the movie with um, Mark Wahlberg? This is turning into fear. That, that's <laughs> never an seen old it. reference. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I haven't Jess, seen that one. one. <laughs> my girlfriend, my sweet girlfriend, just goes, "Is that the one where he fingers her? Fingers her <laughs> on the? It's a it's a merry-go-round or a, on a Ferris wheel? Uh, not a not a roller coaster. He fingers her on a roller coaster on a merry. On a, That's on cruel a intentions. Ferris cruel wheel. intentions. He fingers her on the roller coaster, right? Cruel intentions. He fingers her on the ro roller coaster, right? Yes. I don't know. I was too busy uh, masturbating to the one pool scene for the rest of my life. That was... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to that part. I... 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Fear with Mark Wahlberg, a young Mark Wahlberg. So, I don't know. I, I just don't like when people are like, my dad never likes men. It's like, mm-hmm. stop with the romanti- romanticizing. He fucking showed up where you were with your dad. Like, yeah. that trumps... Ooh, dad could talk to could talk about soccer. Like, no, mm-hmm. a lot of people like soccer girl. Okay, yeah. it's gonna be fine. That's terrifying. The fact that he just showed up and he got your family involved. Big red flag. My dad liked him, which is rare. Plus, the idea that he showed up on purpose, knowing I was with my dad, turned me on. So I oh, agreed okay. to have dinner with him. <laughs> Different we've strokes. Never, <laughs> we've now been talking for the past month and have gone on four dates, a dinner a week. We've had sex sleepovers the last three times and vibe a lot. We don't text every day, but when we do, he's always trying to make plans, and it seems like he's looking for something more this time around. He admitted he was, quote-unquote, stalking my IG and was waiting for me to be single again, which explains the timing. He always is a gentleman and sends super romantic messages, which my friends find cringy, but I dig it. This is one of those things where, like, everyone around you is like, ah, 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 and you're like, but I'm kind of hot by it. Like, it's like I it's like when someone's like <laughs> like there's been many stand up jokes told about like the idea of like some women like it rough. And it's like mm. like I'm into the and you go, I don't know. There, there's a point where it's like a lot of smoke. There's fire. Yes. Attaching yes. two screenshots for reference. Sorry. He texts with an accent. How do you what? text with an accent? I don't know. I guess I just want to know if I should trust this guy after he ghosted three years ago and came back in this way. Not sure I buy the whole move back to Europe slash L.A. thing, but happy to hear your thoughts since I am starting to really like him. So let's read the text to see what she's getting into. I'll be him. You be her. She's the blue. uh, He's the gray. Let's do it. Okay. Can we? Uh, I'll be. I'll be European. Okay, perfect. This you is ready? thrilling. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Can we agree on something? Like is what? That European? I, I, I think that's pretty good. No, just says no. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty good, right? I thought it was fun. It was like a mix of French and Spanish. Can <laughs> a we agree Bulgarian. on something? <laughs> like what? You don't compare me with your ex. Not affectionate. Oh no, I'm now Asian. I can't. <laughs> I, okay, I can't. I gotta. No, no, no. I can't do this. I can't do it. Okay, we're going no accent. Let's start from the beginning. We just committed a hate crime. I All listen. Right. I'm gonna put this on IG. I hope no one hates me for this. Uh, okay, ready? Let's start again. I'll be the guy. You be the the woman. Can we agree on something? Like what? You don't compare me with your ex. Not affectionate. Or not showing feelings, boyfriends. I like showing things verbally and by gesture. I don't think I've done that, have I? What do you mean by that? You don't need to overthink about it. I'm saying when I actually miss your face, I'm not being unreal. I mean it. (laughs) But your reactions are more like, meh, I don't buy it. I might be wrong. I'm just curious what your reactions are. I'm keeping my guard up because of my last relationship also three years ago wasn't promising so it's very clear and well understood then i'll leave it to time which eventually will make you more comfortable with me then and then he gives the hand maybe he's italian i think 
That's very Arrivederci. Italian. Okay. A pasta fagioli. That's what it is. <laughs> um, LOL. I didn't mean I'm not comfortable with you. I am. You just can't expect me to totally believe everything a man says. For sure. That's why time will help. Yeah, I don't like anything going on right here. Not thrilled about it. What do you think? With this I mean, uh, I am a woman who is uh, oh, it, with, in her 30s. And so mm. this just screams uh, the you. Do you know that? TV show on sure. Netflix. I'm familiar with the premise of you being that this guy's like an oh. internet stalker. Yes. And the, the, that word stalker has been like so like softened because of how we all use social media. Like when you look someone up and you see their profile and you take a look at their profile, that's not stalking. Like no. it, it, it's kind of unfair what we've done with that word because it should be very serious. Like the idea that like, you break up with your boyfriend, you delete the pics, and almost like clockwork, he's like, boom, I'm there. Mm -hmm. And then you post a picture with you and your dad, and he shows up to the restaurant with you and your dad. Like, I guess that's romantic if it's 30 years from now, and you guys mm -hmm. are married, and you're telling this to your kids. Like, I guess. Yeah. But your son or daughter could look at your dad and go, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You just show up to places? And after she had said <laughs> no... A few times over text and DM or yes. and, and but also she says uh, the next morning he texts me saying, no, no, no. Before, if we go back, PO'd by his disappearance. So I played hard to get for a few months. So I, I thought they both ghosted each other. Well, that's the thing. She yeah. says, I, I after a second date, we both ghosted each other for whatever reason. Then all of a sudden she's pissed. So it's like. I understand there's a little bit of cat and mouse to all relationships. Mm -hmm. I understand. But there is a point where you got to go, ah, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I and I know that's not as sexy. Like I, I could like I don't want to blame the emailer because I don't think there's any reason for a guy to show up where you are with your yes. dad because you tagged the location. Correct. I don't want to do that at all. Absolutely. But, but and I, I say this with a giant but. There's a point where I don't care that he's European. I don't care that there's a language thing. You have to go, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Because I, you've done a few things that make me feel uncomfortable. That's why when you say romantic things that are far ahead, because I understand he's basically asking her, stop reacting badly to when I say things to you. And it's like, dude, don't tell people how to feel. That's mm -hmm. you or maybe you should take a clue to say to realize that it's too early to be saying things like the, the things you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she I think she is reacting to her previous relationship. Like she just got out of a relationship. This mm. guy's giving her a lot of attention, which after any relationship, you're going to feel insecure to some degree. Right. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of, oh, did I do this right? Does is was it me? Blah, 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 blah. Am I not pretty? Whatever. You know, there's going to be sure. that. And this guy is like laying it on thick and maybe giving her the attention she didn't get from her last relationship. So she's not seeing these as red flags. She's seeing them as, um, you know, someone who really, really likes her, which is something that she wants. But I think he is 
is being really aggressive and maybe not respecting her boundaries as much. Yeah. Especially when you like when you say to someone, I'll tell you like your reactions are more like, man, I don't buy it. I might be wrong, but I'm just curious what your reactions are. And then she says, then I'll leave it to time, which will eventually make sure you make you more comfortable with me. It's like that is like a that's a manipulation move in itself mm -hmm. to be like, oh, you'll get it some in a few weeks when yeah. you're falling in love with me. Like to me, that's like a love bomb thing. That's a mm -hmm. that's a let me get her in and then I can make the choices about whether to keep her or not. Yes. And, and I, I think she has to be less damsel in distress and more owning what she wants. And mm -hmm. what she wants is to, hey, I'm enjoying my time with you. I like hanging out with you. Here are some things that kind of bother me. And I'm going to have to ask you to stop or mm -hmm. I can't see you after this because I'm still weirded out. That yeah. you magically appeared when my dad was there that one day. And that's a good example to go, hey, like that type of stuff isn't romantic to me. That's more scary than romantic. And mm -hmm. maybe you're meaning this as one way, but I think you have to understand that like, and, and again, the, the classic thing is to blame it on being European. Oh, you Americans. Like, no, no, no. I'm a human. Mm -hmm. I feel uncomfortable. And it's starting to make me want to move away from you. She asked at the end of her email. Um, now I'm not sure if I buy the whole move. Like you don't even buy his story of the last three years. Like shouldn't yeah. that concern you? Yes. Yes. It should definitely, it should definitely make you pause for a second. And uh, I don't like moved back to your, do you think he's following you? Like that's terrifying. If that's yeah. the alternative, then that is so scary. That is someone Absolutely. who's going to wear your face at one point. So <laughs> moisturize girl, but like <laughs> try and keep it attached to your own head. You got to protect it. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think the, I think the nature of this is also, she doesn't want to be the one. I think what happens is like, you don't want to be the one stopping your own romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. and, and and I think she has to. Yes. I think that that's I, I understand that that doesn't seem fun, but like mm -hmm. every relationship gets real at a certain point. Every relationship loses romantic and delves into practical. Mm -hmm. And right now the practical question is, hey, I'm starting to get feelings for you, but I have questions and I need mm -hmm. them answers. And I have some things that are kind of bothering me. And if you can't stop doing those things, I'm going to have to back away from this relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Because I could see this in three years from now. It's maybe back to the 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 first email that we read today of the manipulating, the uh, trying to control, and mm -hmm. just someone who's trying to kind of, I have won you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is like a hunter look going after a baby cub you know what i mean like he is seeking her out he is putting on the pressure mm -hmm. and then at one point he's going to quote unquote win and then you're his and that is just a mentality of being property to a, someone you're so supposed to love and protect you you know Absolutely. what i mean yeah and, and, and terrifying and, and she's already smelling that she's mm -hmm. already right now she's emailing us so yeah by emailing us that should tell you you're not totally comfortable mm -hmm. and you should do whatever you can in a relationship. And that starts with communication. And then it, it starts with you saying the things that make you feel comfortable and then seeing if he, his actions change to fit that. Mm -hmm. If they don't, that means he doesn't give a shit enough to maybe lose you. Yeah. 
you know, he yeah. doesn't want to change because he knows losing you is doesn't matter that much. He'll find someone else to, mm-hmm. I guess, prey on. But, we, you know, I, that's a very serious word that I just used. But I, I guess that's the the word. I mean, yeah, I wonder I, I kind of wonder her age. Yeah, uh, this sounds early 20s to me, this uh, this kind of attention. And I, I think it's OK, but I'm actually not sure. It's like someone who's it's like. I don't know. I, I I worry because yeah. You, but in your early twenties, you're like everything's a romantic comedy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and then you get to your thirties, and you're just like, what the fuck did this guy do? Okay, like, why isn't <laughs> he? Like, who is this person? Yeah, you, know? you find out he's just an Italian guy from Jersey who lives with his grandma. <laughs> yes, and he's Who's, just like been fucking around. Like he he kind of has an accent over text, and mm-hmm. he learned how to make pasta on YouTube, and he's just like, oh. <laughs> He found Dragon one is, good uh, emoji. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. Caitlin Palufo, thank you for coming on. This is fantastic. This was so fun. Oh my oh. God. What a thrill. And can I just say your intro is the most entertaining intro I've ever heard on any <laughs> podcast ever. It's so That's fun. right, people who hit fast forward. If you hit that 15 second button, Go back and listen to my intro. I put on a show. <laughs> it Everyone is. go follow Caitlin <laughs> at Caitlin Palufo. Uh, good time, gal. That's the podcast. Go, 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 go get, check it out. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.